0: Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now, let's jump right into the message. Welcome back to our made new Series. Last week, we kicked it off by talking about some important truths about how our relationship with God actually impacts our goals, our pursuits, and even our resolutions. And we're using this passage of scripture from 2 Corinthians 5 as our anchor point in this series. Let's check it out together as we jump back in. Verse 17, now if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. We love that. Everything is fresh and new. Verse 18, and God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. And the truth that we looked at is whatever occupies the most space in our hearts and in our minds gets repeated. Have you ever thought about that? Like, have you ever really thought about what occupies the most amount of space in your heart and your mind? I mean, think about it this way. Have you ever convinced yourself to do something that you know wasn't going to work out for you? Like, it may have worked out for somebody else, but you just know it wasn't going to work out for you. I know as a guy... Usually it involves us jumping off of something that we know this is gonna end poorly, but you know what, the thrill is worth it. And so we jump off and and we do something. And this wasn't as thrilling, but I remember a couple years ago, Brooklyn was afraid of getting into a bouncy house at a friend's birthday party. And I was like, I got in, I'm like, look, look how fun this is, this is awesome. Watch what daddy can do. And in my mind, I'm going, boy, you haven't done a backflip in 10 years. What are you about to do? And I pushed that thought, that thought can't hold me back. And so I did the backflip and I'll have you know, I landed on my feet, but I landed in a really weird way and I threw my back out. So it was no good, but you know what? I was trying to prove to her how fun these things could be as I hobbled out and I was bent over and I'm like, I'm all good, you'll have fun, go right ahead. Like I knew in my mind, this is gonna end poorly, but I still did it. Maybe for some of you, you got into a a multi-level marketing company and and for some of you you're making a killing off of this this works really well but for some of you you know good and well you were never gonna throw one of those parties you know good and well that you were never gonna go to work and talk to somebody about essential oils and try to sell them some essential oils what you heard was you get a discount on essential oils and you were it you knew You were never gonna make money off of this. What ended up happening is that you spent way more money on the products for yourself than you ever did selling it. And your husband's like, wait a minute, I thought we were gonna make money off of this little adventure. And you're like, no, no, I don't know what happened. It just didn't work, right? Or maybe for some of you, you saw a renovation on HGTV and you're like, you know what, babe, we could do that. We could totally renovate our bathroom. Do we even have a drill, right? We, like we jump into these things, we convince ourselves that things are gonna work out even though we know this is not going to work out. Unfortunately, I have a more recent story of how this has happened to me because uh, one, a few weeks ago I'd gone surfing and as I was coming in from riding a wave, I was in the shallows and, and I hopped off my board and I hopped off right on top of a, it felt like a giant stingray and I know it was a stingray because its whole body flapped around my foot and I jumped back onto the board and I was like, oh man, whew, that was a close one. Well, it wasn't a close one. What I didn't realize that had happened is that it had slashed my knee open to the bone. I guess because my legs were too cold to feel it, I just kept surfing and about an hour later, I got out of the water and it looked like jaws. My leg was completely covered in blood. And me being a guy, I'm like, ah, it will be fine. Throw some butterfly stitches on there and some peroxide and some alcohol and, and it'll be all good. And it was trending that direction until one of my best friends flew in from the East Coast and he had never been in the Pacific Ocean. So we were like, man, we've got to go to the beach. This is going to be awesome. So we took him to one of our favorites. We, we love to go to Encinitas to Moonlight Beach. And so when we got out there, I said, yeah, before we left, I said, you know what? He's never been in the ocean. This is going to be awesome. He likes adventure. I'm, I'm just going to bring my bodyboard. I'm not going to bring the surfboards. I'm not going to do all that, just the bodyboards. And so... We're coming down. If you've never been to Moonlight Beach, you're coming down this hill and guys, the ocean is just pumping six footer after six footer after six footer I mean, giant waves everywhere. And as I'm walking down that hill, I'm secretly talking to that waterproof bandaid that is on this gash in my knee. And I'm saying, homie you better hold on because this is gonna be a rough day and so we went out and we had a blast and it was awesome until about a day later when uh, my knee started getting pretty infected and it stayed infected for a couple days and, and I was probably a day away from having to go into the emergency room or some kind of urgent care to get it looked at and everything's all good now infection's all clear everything's all good I don't have gills that I know of but uh If I turned into Aquaman, it would be totally worth it. But I don't think that's going to happen. But I I knew this was going to end poorly. I knew this wasn't going to work out the way that I wanted to. Honestly, I don't know what I was thinking. But isn't that the truth for so many of us? We don't really know what we were thinking. We don't really realize what's happening in our thoughts. Look at this truth. Life will always move in the direction of our strongest Thoughts. Life will always move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Proverbs 23 7 says it this way For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. Another translation says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And that might sound kind of confusing. It's like, wait, as he thinks in his heart? Well, our hearts, as we talked about, what you know and what you do is really driven by what you desire. Our hearts and our minds. They work together, and so for as you think in your heart, whatever you're desiring, whatever's driving you, so you are. And this kind of feels like a little bit of like a Yoda principle, like when you're training to be a Jedi. But I don't think we give enough credit to how we think. I don't think we spend enough time evaluating our thought processes. We we, we don't take note of how we're thinking and how we're dealing with things and how. Things are impacting our minds. And that's what today is all about. It's about our thought processes. Because you see, when we ignore the consequences of our thoughts, good or bad, we miss out on understanding what's really driving us. We miss out on what's actually that driving force behind what we're doing in our life. Because our thoughts lead to our actions. What consumes our thoughts? Look at at this truth. It's so important for us to understand. Our thoughts lead to actions. Actions lead to habits. Habits lead to lifestyles. It's huge. We have to understand that our thoughts, what consumes our thoughts, what's going on in our mind on an everyday basis, what's keeping us up at night, what's waking us up in the morning, what's keeping us anxious and worried, those thoughts, the way that we process information is driving the way that we behave. And you behave a certain way for a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, six months, and all of a sudden you've got a habit. And you just start to Do that habit more and more and before you realize it a year, two, three, five years later, you have a lifestyle and it all stems from the way that you think. It all stems from your thoughts. It's more than just positive or negative. It's not thinking just good thoughts. I think I can. It's more than just that. It's understanding that as followers of Jesus, there's a foundational shift that must happen in our thought processes. Romans 12, 2 says it this way. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. We love this brand new. How does he do it? By changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Here's a challenge for you. If we think about life, challenges, and opportunities the same way as someone who isn't in a relationship with Jesus, we're missing the point. If you have a friend that you talk about life with and you talk about opportunities with and they don't have a relationship with Jesus and both of you process things the exact same way, something is missing. We're missing out on the full relationship with Jesus that we're offered. We're not called and created to think the same way as people who aren't in a relationship with Jesus. Why? Because we have access to someone who is completely different, who has the answers, who knows what's going on, who can speak peace and hope and direction into our lives. We can't think the same way as everyone around us. When we do that, it's it's us like we talked about last week. We're trying to hold on to the old and embrace the new, and it just doesn't work. We have to burn the sofa. We have to burn the sofa and start with the new that God is offering us. When when you think about how worry consumes you, you have to understand that you're missing out on the Prince of Peace. You're missing out on Jesus, who is peace. You're missing out on the Holy Spirit that offers to to give us this peace that surpasses all understanding. We don't have to live this life consumed with worry and fear. So Danny, are you saying I'm never going to worry again because my relationship with Jesus? No, but we should handle our worry differently than people who don't have a relationship with him, shouldn't we? Shouldn't it look different? Think about it. Did Jesus really save you and secure your eternity and give you purpose and protect you and provide for you and promise this relationship with you? Did he do all of that just so that you can cower in fear of tomorrow? No. No, I can't believe that that's why Jesus saved you. I can't believe that's why he created you. How about this one? When we become negative negative. We become critical like everyone else around us. We lose sight of the grace and the love that Jesus offers us. We can't process things the same way as the world around us. We can't think about things as I'm a victim and I'm negative and I'm critical of everything. What happens is we become overly judgmental and we become quick to speak rather than quick to listen. And it just leads us to behaving the same way as everyone else. Jesus wants to change your thought process. Guys, I want to give you a challenge in the season that our world is going nuts. This challenge, it's, it's not easy to say, and some of you may not be happy as I, as I share this with you, but I just feel like this is what the Lord was speaking to me. If we use half of the energy that we have on the virus and on the election, on Jesus, our world would look completely different. If we spent as much passion and energy and thoughts and reading and digging into as much as we possibly can, if we spent half of that energy on Jesus, our families would look different. If we spent half of the energy that we have arguing about which side of the political lines we fall on and who's right and who's wrong and big tech and this person and how they did this and this fight and that riot in July and in the Capitol. And if we spent half of the amount of time that we have on Jesus, that we have on those other things, our communities, our world, our families, our perspective on life would look different. Wait a minute, wait a minute. But, Danny, those things are important. You're right. You, you're you totally right. I'm not saying that. The point is, have you ever spent that much energy and time on your relationship with Jesus? The researching and the the finding out truths and, and the arguments on social media and the hours and hours and hours of news and checking out this source and checking out that one and, and looking at the, Have you ever spent that much energy on Jesus? It's a challenge for all of us, guys. It's a challenge for all of us. We've gotten so caught up in everything that's happening happening around us that I feel like we've missed out on the Prince of Peace, the God of all creation, our Savior, who says, hey, hey, I'm over here in the corner. You put me back here could I get a little bit of your time? Because I actually have something to say about what's going on. Can I get a little bit of your time? Because there's some things in your life that I want to work on and and work through your life. This isn't something that's an either or. I'm not saying, well, you you just don't talk about anything. You're not involved in anything like that. All you do is just sit at home and read the Bible. It's not an either or. It's a both and. If your activism is being activated from your time with Jesus, if the things you're posting on social media are, are stemming from your time in prayer with the Lord and he's just giving you these things that you feel like you need to share with the world, cool, that's amazing. But I'd be willing to bet that the majority of what we talk about, what we think about, what we argue about, what we present doesn't have a whole lot to do with what God told us in our time with him it has a whole lot more to do with what we heard on the news what we heard on social media what we heard from a friend and I just wonder what our life would look like right now what our thought process would look like right now if we spent a little bit more time on our relationship with Jesus than we did on all of this other stuff. I'm going to leave it alone because I know you're already mad at me. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. It says, If our message is obscure to anyone, it's not because we're holding back in any way. No, it's because these other people are looking or going the wrong way and they refuse to give it serious attention. All they have eyes for is the fashionable God of darkness. I love, I love how this is written. He says... People aren't looking for the truth. And this is so true about our world today. People aren't looking for the truth. They're distracted by the fashionable God of darkness, the enemy of our soul, the enemy of our purpose that's hidden in this beautiful image of a good movement, of a good cause, of of what's right. And we're all distracted by the God of darkness and we aren't opening our eyes and seeing what Jesus is is trying to do. They think they that, that he can give them what they want and that they won't have to bother believing a truth that they can't see. They're stone blind to the day spring brightness of the message that shines with Jesus Christ who gives us the best picture of God will ever need. Guys, the light of Jesus is so much brighter. And I just... I just wonder if we would recognize that everyone is looking for the right answer. Everyone is looking for the truth. Everyone's looking for the right thing to be behind. And I would compel you to understand that Jesus is the answer we are missing. And if we would start to look a little bit more like Jesus, a lot of the things we're dealing with would be solved. If our attention, if our passion, if our focus, if our thoughts were on Jesus rather than the president or the next president or the president after that or the 1600th president that's going to be there. If our thoughts were on Jesus, if our hearts and our minds were focused on the way he lived his life, if we modeled our life, if we looked more like Jesus, Guys, do you understand that Jesus led in a time when Jerusalem, Israel was being overthrown by another government? And look how Jesus lived his life. If we modeled ourselves after Jesus, we would be providing. The answer that people are searching for. They're looking in all the wrong directions. They're looking to the God of darkness who's presenting things as attractive and beautiful, but it's really just not the truth. If they would turn their eyes to this bright, light, life giving source named Jesus, the answers would be found. So, how do we change how we think? How do we actually do this? How do we change our thought process, allow the Lord to change the way that we think? How do we do that? I want to bring you to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting in verse five. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. Of God. We capture, like a prisoner of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. I love the verbiage. I love the aggressiveness of Paul in this passage of Scripture. And it leads us to the first way that we change the way that we think. And it's this, we capture destructive thoughts. We capture destructive thoughts. We demand that they bow to the truth that comes from our Savior. Listen, guys, some of you are struggling right now because the thoughts that are going through your head, you're thinking, man, I I can't make a difference where I am. I can't make a difference in this job. I can't make a difference in this relationship. I can't make a difference because I'm I'm staying at home or I can't make a difference because I lost my job. I can't make a difference because of the mistakes that I've made in the past and who would ever believe me after what I've done. Some of you, you're you're struggling with, man, I'm, I'm just stuck. I'm stuck. If I could have something new, if I could have that promotion, if I could have that job, if I could have that relationship, if I could have that home, if I could have, if I could have, if I could have, if I wasn't stuck, then... I'd be able to do something. For some of you, you're, you're struggling with your, your worth. Some of you, the thoughts that run through your head is, I'm nobody. I'm nobody from nowhere. I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not connected enough. I'm not wise enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not influential enough. I don't know what I'm doing I don't have the skills and all of these thoughts are rolling through your head and every moment that you try to take a step forward in your purpose, these thoughts come flooding into your mind and they wear you down and they cause you to give up. They they push you to a place of depression, of anxiety, of fear, of insecurity, and they push you further and further away from your purpose and you're like, man, I just want to do something with my life. I just want my life to matter and what paul would encourage you to do is he says take those thoughts captive we talked about it in our devotion on saturday that we we have a spiritual authority in this relationship with jesus we take those thoughts captive and we force them we like a prisoner of war we make them bow in obedience to the words that our father says about us. Because do you know that your heavenly father says some pretty incredible things about you? Your heavenly father sees you and he says, hey, you're chosen, you're set apart, you're loved. You're my masterpiece. You're beautiful. I love the song that we sang. The words rang so true for me. I set every star in this place. I set every star in the sky so that you would remember my name. I did it all for you. God would say, "I have done all of this for you." The other night, we just needed to get out of out of the house. We just just a funk was kind of coming over the whole family. And I was like, hey, let's go grab pizza. Let's make a salad at home. Let's go have a picnic out. And we went out to one of the parks that it's just gorgeous. It's overlooking the city. It's looking over the bay. You can see the ocean in the background. And it was right around sunset. And the sky was, was pink and it was orange. And 30 minutes in, the, it started to get dark. And the lights of the city started to get bright. And you could see stars. And, and it just was breathtaking. And the Lord was just speaking, hey, I painted the sky so you would remember my beauty. I painted the star, I set the stars in the sky so that you would remember my name. Remember that if I can hold them there, that I can take care of you. Your heavenly father speaks so many truths over your life. And what you and I have to do is we have to get to a place where we stop trying to prove ourselves to everyone else and understand that our worth and our value has been found and set in the eyes of our creator. That when those thoughts come into your mind, you take them captive and say, no, no enemy, you have no place. Those thoughts that I'm not worth anything, those are a lie because my heavenly father says that I'm his masterpiece. Those thoughts that say you can't do anything where you are. Your heavenly father says that I can do all things if you lean into my strength. I can do anything through your life. It doesn't matter where you are, what position you feel stuck, in, or what job title you have, or joblessness you are going through. Jesus says, I've got you. I've got you. We take those thoughts captive and we, we force them to bow to the truth that our Savior speaks over us. The second one is this, that we fix our thoughts on spiritual things. We've looked at this passage of scripture probably a hundred times together, but it's so important for us, and it's something that we, we need to daily do. Philippians 4, starting in verse 8, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Then the God of peace will be with you. We have to fix our thoughts on spiritual things. Fix our thoughts on these truths. Fix our thoughts on these spiritual things. Why? Because then the peace of God can reign in our hearts. When we think about all these other things, when our thoughts are fixed on what's wrong with the world, when our thoughts are fixed on what's broken and what we don't have and what's wrong with us and all these negative things, when we fix our thoughts on things that are not these, we, it's no wonder we don't have peace. Our thoughts are fixed on the wrong things. This is a challenge for us what are your thoughts fixed on? Seriously, what are your thoughts fixed on right now? Can we just be real? Are your thoughts fixed on CNN, Fox News, Instagram, Facebook? Are your thoughts fixed on your insecurities? Are they fixed on your fear of the future? Your thoughts fixed on the things that make you anxious and uncomfortable and and the unknowns of the future, the comparisons that you're dealing with, the inadequacies that you feel like you and your family have. What would, what would be different about your life if you focused and you fixed your thoughts on what is true? Let's just be real, man. Finding, finding the truth in the world today is so complicated. It's so complicated to know what's actually really going on. Because every time you turn around, there's someone else with some other proof from the other side of the argument. But you know where we can find truth? We can find it in the word of God. We can come to our Heavenly Father and we pick up the pages of that book and say, God, I need to hear from you. I need you to speak something to me. I need some truth in my life. I need some truth today. I need something to hold on to that is steadfast and true that will get me through this day. And guess what? I believe the Lord will respond. I believe the Lord will speak to you through his word. While we may not be able to find truth anywhere else in our life, we can find truth in the word of our father. How different would life look if you focused on on what is honorable? If you chose to honor rather than to be spiteful and petty and argumentative and disrespectful, what would it look like for you to show honor? How different would life look if you focused on what's right? We're all fighting for what we believe is right in this season. Our thoughts, what we're trying to figure out in life, is—is this right? And is what I'm saying right? Is—is what I'm doing right? We're we're all trying to figure that out. We're—we're fighting for what we believe is—is the right thing and whatever is true. But have we ever stopped to ask ourselves, Am I fighting for this in the right way? Am I going about this the right way? I may be right in what I'm saying. I may be right in what I believe. I may be right because this is what the Word of God tells me. But am I Am I going about this the right way? Am I actually caring about making an impact and a difference in people's lives? Or am I just trying to prove my rightness? Think about that. How different would life look if you focused on what is lovely and admirable? Like the other night where we, we just pressed pause, man. And we ate pizza in the cold with hoodies on and blankets just to see the beauty around us. When's the last time you just pressed pause and and opened your eyes to see that your heavenly father has painted the sky with sunsets and sunrises, that he's set the stars into place to remind you that if he can keep a galaxy in order, if he can keep hundreds and hundreds and thousands of galaxies in order and in place, Do we really think that he can't help you in your one little life? We have to pause sometimes and think about those things that are lovely and admirable. Those things that cause us to to catch our breath and go, oh my goodness, look how beautiful this is. Look how amazing this is. And maybe it isn't nature for you. Maybe it's in a relationship. Maybe it's... The hugs of your children who look to you even though you're flawed and even though 30 minutes ago you were yelling at them because they were doing something crazy or I'm yelling at them right now because every time we try to have church, our girls go crazy. And so don't be mad at me. Like right now, I'm probably fussing at them at this very moment in time. But that beauty of of five, 10, 20 minutes later when they come and they put their hands on your face and, and they tell you how much they love you. Do you ever pause to think about things that are lovely and admirable? And the last one, how different would life look if you focused on those things that were worthy of praise? And honestly, the only thing that I can feel like is worthy of praise, because it's definitely not us. It's definitely not anything that's happening in our world. It's definitely not me as a pastor. It's definitely not the church. It's definitely not anything else. The only thing that I can say that deserves and is worthy of our praise is our Heavenly Father. And we're in such a beautiful time for you to do that in these 21 days of prayer where you can take time to carve out time to to Just pour out your praise on him. And we we talked about it in in our devotions through this 21 days of prayer as we're walking through the Lord's prayer. There's so much power and beauty when we, we praise his name, when we recognize that he's fighting for us, that he's at work in our lives, that he's doing incredible and powerful things for us. Guys, he's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our praise and it's important in this season as we're starting our year that we carve out this time together to go god nothing else in our lives may be worthy of praise but you are you are and so i'm going to worship you and i'm going to praise you and i'm going to thank you for who you are as we wrap up today just that reminder that our lives move in the direction our strongest thoughts. So what's your strongest thoughts? What are your strongest thoughts? What's actually going on in your mind? Will you take time this week to evaluate your thoughts? Will you take time this week to think about what you're thinking about? Will you take some time this week to reevaluate the way that you're handling things? And recognize that it starts here. It starts here. That our thoughts lead to actions. Our actions lead to habits. Our habits lead to lifestyles. Come on church, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I know for me, I need you to continue to help me think the right way that I would think new thoughts, that I would think thoughts that are honorable to you, that you would help me, that you would help us recognize the power of what's going on in our minds, the battlefield of the minds, that we're fighting against the enemy of our soul and our purpose that wants to distract us and and confuse us and, and blur our vision to recognize what's really going on. But God, I pray this week that you'd give us so much clarity about how we're thinking that we'd be able to see exactly the ways that we need to change our thought processes. The areas of our lives, the areas of our thoughts that we have to surrender to you and say, God, I can't fix this on my own. It's become an action, it's become a habit, it's become a lifestyle. God, I need you to change this from the root, from the base, from the foundation. Change the way that I'm thinking, that I wouldn't conform to the way everyone else does things, but you would change the way that I was thinking so that I can find your perfect and good plan for my life, for my family, for my future. God, I pray that you would do this. Speak clearer to us than ever before, God. Let us hear your voice louder than all the other noise. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.